Welcome to the After Actions Debrief, serving up only straight shooters on today's topics. We are to the point with no mixers and no chasers. Now sit back, grab a drink, and tune in with your bartender host, JT and D-Rudd. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the After Action Debrief. We're just going to be sh- serving you straight, non-biased opinions. We're going to shoot it straight down the, mid- the middle. I have a special show today that I'm super happy about. I got my boy, uh, Nate, serving a uh, police officer down in Houston, Texas. Nate and I were in Afghanistan together as private contractors, and I just had to bring him on the show. And of course, I got my boy D-Rudd with me. He's always going to be here regardless. So, uh... Nate, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Let the people know who you are. Uh, for sure. My name's Nate. Uh, I'm working here as a police officer in Houston, Texas. Uh, veteran of the Marine Corps. Just here to do my part, man. Try to give a light onto the uh, the inside and outside of what's going on, and uh, just hope that I'm able to help out with uh, how everyone's feeling. Man, that's really important. You got to let the world know so you can see on both sides and. Uh, just make everyone aware, especially being an African-American police officer, a black police officer down there on this side of times, because people have to understand that, you know, they say black lives matter, but I've been seeing a video of people, white women yelling at black officers, talking about black lives matter, right? But it's, you get how weird that is? We gotta send that drunk Karen back home. Yeah, Karen's got to go. So, uh, Let's dig into it, man. How was y'all's weekends, though? What? Let's, let's start with Nate. How was your weekend, weekend, Nate? <laughs> exactly. What weekend? What weekend? What weekend? Uh, mandatory, mandatory work. Uh, trying to quell some of the violent uh, rioters. You know, you have the the peaceful protesters here. We, you know, we we stand there and we allow them to get their anger and you know just their emotions out, but they do it the right way. Um, you know, Mr. Floyd is here from Texas in Third Ward, which is not more than five miles from where I, where I actually my actual station is. So I drive through the neighborhood, I roll my window down, you know, I talk to people, and it's not, you know, you know, violent or pointed at me, and you know, fuck the laws and all that. Uh, they ask me how I'm doing, and they tell me to stay safe. So you know, it's 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 mixed, it's very mixed, and uh, I'm just. I'm along for the ride, man. I hope, you know, he rests in peace. Yeah, I feel you. You know, that's the same thing over here. It's uh, It's been day to day, city by city over here in the OC. Uh, if it's not, you know, Newport Beach, it's Huntington Beach. It's, you know, Costa Mesa. It seems like everyone's taking their turn around here and everyone's out uh, peacefully protesting now since uh, I want to say about a week ago when uh, Santa Ana kind of went off and Long Beach, Santa Monica and I mean, a crazy stat that Santa Monica had. They had about 400, almost 500 arrests. Uh, I think it was Saturday or Sunday night. And 95% of the people that were arrested weren't even from Santa Monica. That came down, looted, rioted. And, you know, I think we're going to all agree. We're calling them opportunists right now. That came down and seized their moment to, you know, prey on this, uh, this action, this movement that is happening you know, again, um, you know, and it was sad to see, but like you said, you know, out here, our local law enforcement, they're doing their part on their 12 hours, you know, no days off right now. And just, you know, letting the peace, peaceful protest happen. And, you know, we stand with you, we kneel with you, uh, and all those motions, um, you know, and this movement, but it, when it comes down to it, it's, we got to stop the, the violence. We got to stop that, uh, looting the opportunists from taking over what is supposed to be being done and the message that is supposed to be portrayed. I totally agree with that, 100%. I completely agree with it, 100%. Also, I, I, I love that the now that we're starting to get more of the peaceful protests going on and everybody actually stepping out and, and, and calling out those who are choosing choosing to be violent, that is extremely important. But I want to hit on one more thing for the two of y'all is that 
you have the protesters calling out those who are violent right now. But I'm starting to see more videos that are starting to surface. And I want y'all to give me an insight on this. On like, there was a video that came out. I don't, I'm not getting the full 100% of the video. But there was a video that came out of a bunch of protesters who were excited about the fact that the police officers were starting to kneel. And then as the protesters got close, I'm not too sure as to what happened. Maybe the officers saw something that caught their attention that completely changed and did a whole 180 on the situation. But they instantly started shooting off pepper spray. They started shooting off the gas and all of that stuff. And the, the, the thing that was hit on the layout of the video said police officers pretended to kneel just so they could draw protesters closer so that they could pop off smoke and things like that. And there are a lot of these videos that are coming out with the reaction of the police officers, one being the two students in Atlanta that ended up getting tased while they were still in the vehicle. And I understand, I can't say I understand it, but I see like some people are choosing to get back due to the violence and the things like that. They're choosing to get back and, and, and cause, wreak havoc on others. And I'm just, I know y'all can't really, sometimes y'all choose not to, you know, talk about your brothers in blue and all that good stuff. But I mean, like some of that stuff to me personally is just, it's just outrageous. And it's just, both sides are outrageous. Don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? It's outrageous. Y'all have feelings just like how we have feelings and emotions and so on. But I mean, what are your, what are your, what are your, what are your, your, your thoughts on that? Some of the things that we're seeing, especially those who are obtaining like heavy injuries to the, the the rubber rounds the not that's supposed to be non-lethal rounds and i know through non-lethal training that i had in the marine corps it's only certain areas that she's supposed to really be using it but people i mean there are always innocent bystanders in some situations but somebody had lost their eye i believe you know yeah. and it's, it's insane so we i actually had a conversation about that with somebody on the non-lethal side um the rubber bullets you know they're only good up to possibly 100 yards with little accuracy but let's imagine for a second you're taking a hell of rocks bricks all these other other things and you're just trying to suppress when you're surprised trying to suppress this target rich environment not saying that we're going to war or anything you're trying to repel being assaulted so right. some may be just dumping into the general vicinity um but at that point the the peaceful protesters and the rioters all become mixed in one. We're not trying to hit the peaceful protesters. And I'm not saying that happened here. We're talking about other cities where this happened. And now the less than lethal, if you were aiming at somebody's shoulder, but it misses that person, hits the other person in the eye, that was a peaceful protester, they became a victim of the situation. It doesn't necessarily mean the officer was trying to hit somebody dead on in the eye. Um... And that's vice versa for us. So Austin just recently had an incident where they were using beanbag shotgun rounds. A young child and an, an adult got, you know, severely injured. And now they're pulling beanbag shotgun rounds from the Austin Police Department's uh, non-lethal measures. So they can't even use the beanbag shotguns anymore at all. They're pulling it out, out of their manual. So how... How is that going to help them in the future when you have someone who's possibly in a mental crisis, doesn't necessarily need to die, and you can't use the less than lethal rounds to probably subdue that person and take them into custody without killing them? How, how do we mitigate that now? Yeah, and with all this movement that I know, especially here in California, they're looking for officers to use less lethal use verbal judo use anything and everything you can before you possibly have to use lethal force and by taking away even uh, i think it was governor newsom was talking here in california that he will sign whatever bill comes to his desk the minute it comes to it to take away the carotid chokehold you know in, in the academy we're all trained to properly how to uh, apply the carotid um, to gain control of that person for the few seconds that they're uh, incapacitated and you handcuff them just like a taser you know they got that five second ride that they're going through and we have those five seconds to get onto that person and you know control them um but yeah like you're saying with especially with the non-lethal rounds you know there's been some out here in la and everything where 
like you're saying, a, a max 100 yards is hardly to even hit that. And you have wind and you have everything else and somebody jumps out of the way and somebody's already kneeling and you were aiming at that person's chest. Well, that person kneeling is now taking that to the dome, you know, and again, yeah, you're taking bricks, bottles, you're taking mortars, rocks, you're taking cinder blocks. Um, what was it? A, a vehicle in New York, right? The SUV went through a the uh, national guard and police injuring three of them shattering one of their pelvises you know um again they're opportunists that are uh you know thriving off of this right now and you know look look what it's costing both sides you know not only are we costing the peaceful protesters we're costing officers and then like you just said nate later on down the road you know we're confronted with someone you know who has mental disorder, whatever it may be, and they have a knife in their hand or, you know, something, and we want to use lethal, less lethal force to subdue them, to have them drop the knife, and now we can't even do that. So what's left? I know. What, what, what is left? That's something that they taught us when I did my non-lethal in the Marines. We did the whole beanbag, the rubber bullets, and then we also had the little uh, grenade with the rubber bullets inside of it and all of it, the rubber rounds. I don't want to keep calling them bullets. But we did that. We did all the training that came with that. And that's the same stuff that y'all are actually having to go through right now. That you're actually having to use more than anything else. And it really sucks that here you have the lethal, the violent protesters that are out there mixed into the crowd, as well as the peaceful protesters that are mixed in it. And I think right now at this point, more than ever, the peaceful protesters are starting to push them people out because they know if they're in there, it's going to cause the police department, the SWAT, the army, whoever's there to go to drastic measures other than lethal. I mean, we don't want, uh, what was that movie with Samuel Jackson, you know what I'm talking about, where he where he was uh, at the embassy. He was in the Marine Corps. He was at the embassy, and he was just getting hit with rocks. He, they were getting shot at. He didn't know who was doing it, and he was just like, waste the motherfuckers. You know what I'm talking about? Like, we don't want that shit happening. We, they, people just want the message to get put out there, and it's not that white lives don't matter, blue lives don't matter, green, whoever. It doesn't mean that. It means that you know, black lives matter too. And hey, you hear the sirens? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's right here. I'm I'm downtown next to Third Ward where I live. Um, it's been an ongoing thing, man. Um, but yes, uh, negate the sirens. Yes, black lives do matter. And you know, the sad thing is, is for some officers in color, when we put that uniform on, we're no longer black to some of the individuals that are still filled with that hate and spite for police officers because they have been put in wrong um, situations with officers and um, you know I've been told that I'm not black because I, I wear the uniform but that's far from the truth because I've had a white individual call me racial slurs while wearing the uniform and this is way before you know this thing even took place so it, it just depends on the person's heart and mindset, man. It, it's, right. not gonna go, it's not going to go away. But I, I work in the hood, and I see what happens in the hood, so I'm not going to say what needs to be said as far as that, as far as taking accountability in that area. But it it needs to be addressed along with the situation. And that's it most, it ahead, most definitely bro. does need to be addressed. I'll, I'll take it. People need to start holding each other accountable for the things that they're doing, especially within their own neighborhoods. It just needs to be held accountable. And, and yeah, I think I heard uh, this guy that's running for Congress, his Navy vet called Joe Collins. He was talking about that. You can't... People in certain neighborhoods who police that neighborhood is always going to deal with that type of issue and always going to have that type of mindset. And they're going to treat people that way. And they think that everyone in that neighborhood is just like that. You can't police it just like that. All black folks are not drug dealers. All black folks are not game bangers, just like it goes for Hispanics, browns, white people. I mean, it's, it's just not like that. You can't really go through and police the neighborhood just like that. However, if you know some of that stuff is going on in your neighborhood, and you're supposed to be that neighborhood leader, the OG or whatever you want to be called, you have to hold that that 
to some sort of standard hold people to some sort of accountability so that your neighborhood doesn't fall under that same stereotype constantly right. stereotypes hit this this time right here with all of these riots and all of that shit that shit hit people sitting in the neighborhoods and the whole and i'm not saying that george floyd was completely wiped out but what folks were protesting for was completely disappeared due to CNN, Fox News, and every other media outlet putting it out there and only showing black folks looting and not showing, and not once again, I don't mean to be racial by this whatsoever, because, I mean, but they didn't show none of the white people that was fucking running through Patagonia stealing fucking surfboards and goddamn camping equipment. That's $600. Exactly. exactly. But the thing of it is, is that people are going to sit there and see the black folks doing that. And then all of a sudden, you got people in Laguna de Gale talking about fuck niggas and shit. And you come through a white man neighborhood and see how this is over in my neighborhood. What are you talking about, bro? You live in Laguna de Gale. You ain't, you know what I mean? So it's like, come through your neighborhood and do what? I've been through Laguna de Gale neighborhoods. Y'all ain't doing nothing out there. Respect, though. I like it. It's very beautiful. But my thing is, is that. We have to hold our neighborhoods on both sides accountable for the things that they're doing so that this doesn't happen again. And we remove all the stereotypes so that everybody doesn't think, oh, just because he's black, his hair is twisted up and got all these tattoos on him. He is instantly a game bigger, game banger, drug dealer, or just at the lowest bottom of the totem pole. And it goes for the same thing. I know a lot of white people that I hung out with. This is dude back when I was shooting music videos. He's from the Bay, his name's Travis. He is tatted all the way up and down. Super intelligent. But when people see him, they instantly think something totally or the opposite. Isn't that the same thing as judging a book by its cover? They can judge me by my character. You feel me? Yep. hundred percent, brother. Yeah. I know we were only supposed to just talk about our weekends, man, but it looks like we're already dipping into the main topic right here. Oh, so what we're going to end up doing, since we already hit the main topic, we're just going to go all the way back to the top. We're going to revert back to the top, and then we're going to hit the feel-good story at the end. Right, so right. we can, the only thing that we need really we really need to hit, because his weekend was the protest. Yeah, and that's uh, I want to say that's pretty much almost what mine was, you know? That's what you're supposed to do. When I was hitting you up, bro, you were like, oh, I got to go to Orange. Oh, I got to go here. Sirens popping off. And I'm just like, wow. So what did y'all did, did you do, JT, on your weekends? What, this weekend? Uh, put a two-inch lift on my truck. Well, two-inch uh, uh, leveling kit on my truck. Bought some new tires. Well, some tires for my truck. Planted another camping trip. Uh, played with my stepson. Hung out with him, my girl's son and play video games. I'm trying to keep this Call of Duty thing rolling. Um, and right now, I'm talking to you two fine gentlemen while I sip on some of this Jim Beam with the peach and the apple mixed and just enjoying life, bro. See, and that's what it's all about. And that's why we're here today again, you know. Uh, I'm sipping on a little Miami Cola and Bullet, calling a little Miami Bullet going on. And unfortunately, our boy uh, back over there in Texas, he's got to go to work a little bit later on. So he's got some water, I'm sure. Right, Nate? I will, uh, I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, bro, all right, so I gotta, I have to get your, get your opinion. This is the, the, the portion of my politics right now, bro. So, the war monk himself, goddamn Mad Dog Mattis, came out of left field, put out this article towards the president, and uh, everybody jumped off with it. Everyone. You know what I mean? And, and used it against the president, just like, you know, a lot of other things that they do. And and I want to know your your thoughts on it before I hit that, hit mine on what General Mattis, if you did read it or if you heard about it, if not, then I could pass it to David. But what are you thinking? I mean, I heard about it. Um, dang, man, General Mattis is most one of the revered generals of the Marine Corps. Sometimes we even call him Saint Mattis <laughs> because he's held yeah, yeah. In, in such high esteem. Uh, but he is Mag Dog, alright? Uh, we don't know what really happened behind the scenes. We will never know what happened behind the scenes to fuel uh, Mad Dog's words for Mr. Trump himself. Um, man, it, and it kind of makes you draw a line in between. But now you have other officials, other army officials, especially Green Beret, um, retired, 
coming out and saying, you know, Mad Dog, you know, he left my people to die, yada, yada, yada. He's not that great as you think he is. So it, it just really sucks because I don't know where to put my allegiance. Like, I never really got to, I met him, but I never served under him. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Uh, I mean, everything is on everybody's so quick to take to the internet and do these interviews and we don't know what happened yes we know mr trump is full of hot air very much so when it comes to airing out his disputes with people but mad dog is not going to back down he can articulate uh, uh, a verbal counseling that would destroy your life so i really i really hope that you know it is what it is you know, I don't see the threat as he may perceive it, but he knows more than we, so I can't really speculate on it. Right, right. Same here, man. Like when I, I had just finished talking to my neighbor about why my Mattis hasn't came out and said anything, and I was like, I'm shocked that he hasn't. I was like, Is he? He got fired by this dude, or well, he resigned. And I'm like, is he going to come out and say anything about what Mr. Trump has said or what is going on in the country? And I was like, well, maybe he won't. Maybe this guy's just somewhere fly fishing in Montana somewhere and just kicking back. He feels so. Then a few days later, he comes out and he puts this out there. And I'm like, damn. Like he, this, this could have brought us together in a sense. A lot of people, especially veterans and active duty military, have always said, Matt, is 2020. Matt, is 2020. He could have brought us together in a sense and came out with something that could provide a little bit of unity, especially being the figure that he is and how people actually look up to him. Or it seems like a lot of people are slowly starting to draw away from him. But he could have came out and put out some good messages. But instead, it came out to be something that just completely separated us even more. He could have even left Trump out of it and said, you know what, I'm calling on everybody to come together. And then I would have loved it even more if he would have been like, you know what, I'm running in 2020. And thank you. You know what I'm saying? I'm running, you know, I'm throwing my name in a hat. And I would have been like, yes, do it. However, at the same time, like Nate said, a lot of stories are coming out. A lot of people are saying, well, he's not that that great as, you know, he's claimed to be and so on and so on. And you got to think, he's giving Trump a hard time right now, but Obama fired his ass too. And a lot of people don't know that. Obama fired him 2014 before I left to go to Israel. Obama let him go too. And you want to know why? Because Obama, Mattis kept telling him, hey, we need to stick around. We need to stay in the Middle East. We need to do this. Something's going on. Yada, yada, yada. Guess who showed up to fight that? ISIS. ISIS was already around, but they started fucking Iraq up, taking over Fallujah and everywhere else. Now all these people died. And only if somebody would have listened to Mattis then, we wouldn't have just somewhat finished it 2019, 2020. It would have been slowed down in 2014. But... And I'm just going to raise my arms and shrug my shoulders. It didn't happen. So I just wish there would have been more unity from his article or from, you know, his statements. I wish he would have put it out there a little bit, you know, to to bring people together. Because right now you got DOD officials. You know, it seems like they're somewhat de-escalating the situation as far as the protests go and so on. And I guess it's just because more of the peaceful protesters are showing up. But... I think people are stuck in the middle right now. It seems more like, and I don't, I don't want to call it this, but it low-key seems like a, a true, like, Civil War type feel. Civil War started with a lot of mouth, a lot of jaw jacking, and then all of a sudden. So, I don't know. <laughs> well, I got a question for you guys, all right? With President Trump and you guys being military, you know, President Trump threatening or saying he's going to use military in the cities to stop rioting if cities don't take it upon themselves to. What is your guys' take on that? Nate? Nate, you still with us? Can you hear me? There you go. There you go. So it's basically silver on rest. It's up to the mayor of each city to be able to quell uh, the violence, so to speak. Realize that, for, I'm going to speak personally, Texas or Houston has about 6,000 officers. 
for all of HPD to almost 3 million people, right? So that's not counting other agencies, but all hands on deck all over, we still do not have enough officers to even match what uh, New York Police Department has, which is almost like 15,000. We're still underhand, right? Yeah, yeah. So if we get overran, who protects us? Who protects the innocent? Right, right. Yep. You don't want to necessarily deputize every civilian that comes across and says, hey, I got a rifle, I got a pistol, uh, let me join. It doesn't no, we don't need that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't work that way. We don't want that because we want to keep it as peaceful as possible. But who helps us when we're getting overran? When the innocent inside the protests are getting hurt and we can't get to them. How do we get yeah. the numbers? I don't see it as necessarily being the wrong thing. And people take it as, oh, he's trying to kill everybody. If Say, for instance, Ferguson, even Minneapolis, like they burned down the, the police station. Yeah, the precinct officers, was. The officers yep. were getting just, you know, not every officer in that area was bad, but hey, you're catching this flat from yep. every civilian. Right. So that was a state of civil unrest. They had nobody to protect them, make it home to their families. Yeah. So the next option is employing. We belong to the government. Hey, I need you to go down there. I need you to set up perimeters. I need you to give them a hand. It doesn't necessarily mean go down there and just start turning people into uh, uh, to mud and dirt under your boots. Yeah, we need, I, to get, we need to get control of this city before it goes too far. See, and I, and I think, that. yeah, and I think that's where the people misunderstood military coming in. They they think when militaries go somewhere, you know, Iraq you know, anywhere, again, you're, you're laying down people, you're putting them down and they're going to be mud under your boot. I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw some, some, uh, some gas on this fire right. one time. He also said he was bringing in the army. He didn't say shit about the Marine Corps. So what the fuck anybody worried about right now? That's all I'm trying to figure out. When he decides to deploy Pendleton or Lejeune or, or anyone of that nature, then you got something to worry about. I mean, let's just be honest. Not knocking the army that much, but they have more uh, logistical units. But he didn't say he was sending in the Coast Guard or the army. Oh, no, he said he's army. Sorry, Air, Force. Air, Force. For, Air Force. Yeah. He's saving the Marines for battle. No, but, in Los Angeles, bro. Yeah. For real. <laughs> <laughs> the battle of LA, bro. He's saving it for that. Yeah, but. But, and then, like you just said, though, Nate, it's, it's who's going to protect the boys in blue or even the boys in red that are we're we're going out there with those guys. We're task forcing with fire departments right now, going to these riots to put out fires and having to protect them from looters and people being people shooting at our firemen now. And I mean, they're everybody's heroes, but it's like, you know, who's going to help us come back home? And I, and I, I like how you said that, because when shit hits the fan and our base, our home base, our precinct, our department is getting burnt to the ground or overran, you know, who do we turn to? Just like that old, say, that old saying, hey, when doctors get sick, who do they go to? Shit, who knows? I mean, who knows? Because, you know, the, the firefighters here in Houston have level three uh, protective gear, of uh, body body care or plate carriers, you know? Yeah, right. Uh, that is sad when a person whose sole job is to render aid, render aid, yeah, to preserve life is now being targeted, you know, for these situations. And not just along the the rides, but you know, it's an insurrection on the violent side. Not yeah. the you know what that's that's compared to that's compared to back to like Vietnam, World War One, World War Two. When the medics were running around with the Red Cross on the back of their their their, their Kevlar, their helmets, and they still get smoked just like regular soldiers. The whole purpose of that is so that they don't end up getting hit, or at least people can identify that hey, that guy is only here to save lives. And the even worse part about that is is that they were there and they were helping injured enemy, Germans, Japanese, whatever, Afghans, whoever, but they still end up getting smoked too. And what's even, we're here in the U.S. where people should understand, like, hey, 
that is the fireman. If my house catches on fire, he's going to pull up and put that shit out. If I end up getting a heart attack because all I eat is shitty fucking food, this guy's going to come in there and render aid to save me. And I'm pretty sure right now my mamas might be listening and I'm doing all this cussing, but I'm sorry, mama. I'm, I just got to put it out there. But it's wrong. Yeah, we knew this was going to be a little heated week. We uh, we both looked at each other and said, yeah, we better start sipping early. <laughs> but okay, so now being on the, you know, that, that Republican side, now let's go to that Democrat side, seeing how we're in our little uh, right-wing, left-wing topics here. What's your take on Joe Biden making that public statement that he's going to be at uh, George Floyd's funeral or his reception political stunt that's a, that's a political stunt because he opened his mouth and said if you had to choose between him or trump and you had a hard time deciding you're not black and, and i don't know what that means but that's an automatic cancellation and that's what we just talked about two weeks ago on our last podcast number two that's what we talked about him opening his mouth putting his foot in and yeah w- w- how is he going to rectify it and again making this public show like i heard that uh president trump and he did call both of them did call uh floyd's family and and send it, sent their condolences but him going to make an appearance that's a that's a that's a photo op that's not the that's, move, a, that's, that's not the move that's not, that's not the move whatsoever that's just a photo op to be able to paint her to get the african-american vote I'm not saying who I'm going to sit here and who I'm going to vote for or which way it's going to go. Shit, I'm at, at this point right now, I'm damn near just going to write my own name Put in Mickey Mouse down. I'm a conservative just because of the way I was raised back in the South. Straight up. Straight up. Vote third party. Yes. <laughs> Putting my name in there. But the thing of it is, bro, is that he did that. But let's, let's go back to back when young Joe Biden was in office. You know, when he was back there sitting on the floor and making all the decisions, he was sitting there saying, we need to fund, we need tougher sentences, we need this, we need that, and trying to put it all out there. They need to go to jail and things of that nature. Joe used to be on the other side. Are you talking about the Tough on Crime Act that he, the tough on- that he basically wrote to incarcerate minorities? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. People don't know about that. Oops. Handwritten the Tough on Crime Act, which targeted minorities in the poverty stricken areas. Y'all can put that in your cup and sip it. Pretty much. Maybe add a, That's add a little ice cube in that too, you know? Oh, them two ice cubes you like? <laughs> But yeah, that's the, that's, the, that's the thing right there. He put that out there. And that's one of the reasons where them, the stereotypes end up hitting because people end up looking at the, the African or the minority community. I'm not just going to hit that because you got black, brown, you got everybody that is less than what is already at the top in number. He put that out there. And that's what made crime so much harder when marijuana ended up getting you X amount of months or X amount of years. Years, or a little bit of crack rock. You know what I mean? Or a little years. Yeah, you're right. But it's like, something is, and, and I feel like, I wonder how many people are putting their foot in their mouth because think about how marijuana is like so legal right now. I could go right now to the local uh, pharmacy is what I'm going to call it, and I can get whatever I want. You can go to the grocery store and go get lotion behind the counter that is infused with the marijuana, you know, like the CBD. I know it's a and, that, and that's a that's a strange topic, but we can we can sit here and discuss that. And the only reason why it's become such a thing is because they had to figure out how to get their tax dollars out of it. And before Fact. that, there was no way to control it because a man can go grow it in his backyard. You never know yep. and get his money. But if the government's not getting their money, then it's a problem. Problem. So that's why people were getting. 15, 20 years based upon what they got and now you get basically a slap on the wrist if it's not in the proper container from which you bought it from the dispensary yeah you Uh, may get a ticket yeah I mean we don't do that here yet in Texas or in Houston Uh, I see it coming down the pipeline but as long as it doesn't ruin the uh, probable cause to get in the vehicle like driving under the influence I I see no problem with it I really don't so there was our wonderful political debate. And let's shift on over to the sports entertainment world. We got Disney opening their doors to the NBA saying we're going to take, I think it was what, 20 or 22 teams to finish out the season. Finish the season off. Yeah. Come on, Lakers. Yeah. Come on, Lakers. Let's do this. 
man, if you don't go sit your ass down, man, I can't, I can't. I'm not a Laker fan. I don't care what side I live on. If I moved to New York, I wouldn't be a Nick fan. If I, I'm from Georgia, Georgia's always on my mind. I'm not a Hawk fan, but I most definitely, to the day I die, will never be a Laker fan. I don't know why, I just can't do it. It's kind of like when I was telling you about how I don't like being hot. I don't know why, I just can't do it. I can't. Oh, but what's the thing on, let's, let's do it at Disney World. Let's do it with no fans. And some of these players are saying, well, what's the point of playing then? They, d- they thrive off of the fans yelling, cheering for them. That's energy. That's tackling fuel. Exactly. That's that adrenaline. <laughs> that's, that, that's that, you know, Kobe Bryant torn Achilles. Get me to the free throw line. Everyone chanting me. Or, you know, Michael Jordan hitting that game winner when he pushed off uh, Russell right there to that win the. Not a push off. <laughs> uh, uh, he slipped. There was water on the ground, something. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like you said, like that's what they strive for. And even can baseball come back right now? Can baseball come back to a half season with limited to no fans? And now they're just saying, well, we're going to split up. It's not going to be American League and National League. It's pretty much going to be East Coast versus West Coast. And we're going to play at the major cities. And this is where all the teams are going to go play. You know, like. I. I see them getting back as far as all sports. It's awesome that, I mean, they have a livelihood too. I mean, but you also make way more money than the average person. So if you're not balancing that, then I don't know what to tell you. But, um, you know, these, these players depend on the fans, the consumer, to cheer them on to victory. And it kind of makes the sport not fun if all you hear is your buddy say, oh, nice hit, you know, it, it's not the same. I'm back to I'm back to little league and t-ball almost, you know, or practice or something. But it's like I, I'm watching this KBO stuff, and I'm like, how is this possible? Like, I can't sit at home. I need to go to the field. I need to I need to smell need that to smell that grass, hear the snap of the leather, like the crack of the bat, the smell the beer on the ground, listen to the drunk guy behind me yelling, throw the ball, come on, you know, come on, something. you know, like it. it yeah. The heckler's always one. But see, even then, all right, so we got baseball, no fans. NBA, no fans, posted up at Disney. May as well be at Disney since ESPN's going to be the only one showing it damn near, or ABC. And then you have... Hockey still needs to finish. No fans. If the NFL doesn't have fans, I'm, I'm somebody got to, you know, we got a problem. Well, here's speaking of NFL, let's go back to that now that they're saying the commissioner, okay, two two separate things about the commissioner, but one being, hey, go go ahead and practice at your home facility. Uh, oh, wait, sorry, Rams, Chargers, and Raiders, your stadium's still being built. Where are you yeah. going to go practice? You know, and then secondly, Roger Goodell now taking 10 steps back, you know, saying, hey, NFL was wrong with the Colin Kaepernick kneel, you know, and, and Hearing more of this story of Colin Kaepernick, even you can't backpedal on that. I don't care. Go ahead. How many years? Yeah, right. How many years now? Now we're gonna go back, but still, Colin Kaepernick, and I didn't know this when he did it. So I guess the first time when he sat during the national anthem, he talked to a friend who is a uh, uh, army forces, and yeah, he, he was a green beret yeah, or something. He told him, "Hey, instead of sitting, that's a little disrespectful. Why don't you just kneel? Because that's what soldiers do." you know, in certain times. And so that's why he did it. Cause he still was showing a sign of respect, but still taking a stand is what he says. Me, per- me personally, uh, I'm, I'm not really even too keen on the nail and I already put it out there. If you're going to do something and you want to make it awareness aware back in what, 1960, 69, around that time when the Olympics happened and they stood at the podium and they held their fist, do that. Don't kneel. Don't kneel. Because for me, kneeling is very much so like, uh, what's the TV show that used to come in on HBO? Which one? The 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 dragons and all of that shit. You know what I'm talking about. It's not coming to me right now. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones? Kneel? Yeah, Game of Thrones, bro. Hey, I don't see how I can forget that. Bend the knee to give you real Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, bend, don't bend the knee. If you're trying to stand up for something, stand up for it. I can I can say I can see both sides. Uh, you know, also as a veteran, he has we defended that freedom, the right and freedom of speech. Now, I can see standing for the anthem because when the hymn is being played, 
Army, Navy, Marine Corps, doesn't matter. When your hymn is being played in the Pledge of Allegiance or the We Stand, we do what we need to do, we salute. Right after that, when the respects have been paid, you do what you want to do for you. Okay? So I can see standing during the national anthem and afterwards, you take you could take that moment of silence, you can take that moment of solidarity for yourself. And right. but we can't Monday quarterback him, okay? We can't. We can't because if he's given this information from a veteran, um, he felt like at that time it was okay. But, but Nate, for me, bro, that that one green beret doesn't speak for everybody out there. You you, you can't speak for I'm not a marine. That. I'm Go not ahead. That at all. I'm not saying that at all. He took advice from a veteran for what he believed in his heart's mind. That veteran as well. They were on the same page. So I can't Monday quarterback it. Do I feel as disrespectful? Hell yeah, I do. That's just me. You feel it's disrespectful. That's another veteran. That's a person of color as well feeling that it's disrespectful. And, so, and, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Good, no, go ahead, bro. No, I, I'm just going to dip into like the, the respect, the, the little amount of respect that I did give him was he still went out there, though, and said, I'm donating my first million dollars that I make that season to a community fund, to a Black Lives Matter, to a... Uh, a cause he he not only yes knelt but he did something with his money to help better but still yes i a hundred percent agree i think it was more show me show me and i'm going to disrespect the flag and we heard drew Brees talk about that that he's not going to stand for anybody who disrespects his flag his his america and then the backlash came but we'll get into that here soon but he had to stop me bro imagine being from Russia or Venezuela or China for that matter and being on a national stage where the pride of the country is everything now uh, remember in the Olympics for Russia these past couple years the pyrotechnics went off too early and then like a week later they found that dude dead in his his apartment like Like, I I see I read between the lines you cannot these dictator countries will not let you disrespect the country like that but that is what's so great about america is that you have freedoms <laughs> unfortunately um was it tasteless to us who respect the flag yes it was but once again we fought for that freedom of speech and you know it is what it is we just have to find that middle ground and try to make it better because if not we're just gonna keep you know beating this horse with the dead the dead horse with a stick every time we got it we got to right. make it somewhere man yeah. now we got conor mcgregor announcing the second third fourth last night at ufc 250 he's not getting any attention no one cares about him right now none of the world does because he hasn't hit an old man in a bar he hasn't uh, that's what i'm saying no bro that's the thing no one cares anymore because he on his downtime has been going out there acting a straight fool no one is concerned about it. he went to a children's hospital or uh, uh some you know facility and donated a couple of things to that hospital and i i don't know i don't think he was ended up on espn he didn't end up anywhere he didn't get the spotlight that he was expecting he has did a few things and still did not get the spotlight that he was expecting. Connor, you've been out there acting a fool. I was cool with you when you were throwing stuff at the bus. And then, you know what I mean? Like, it was like a WWE moment where he was throwing that out there. And I was like, oh, this reminds me of wrestling. Is this stage? I don't care. He's out there doing crazy stuff. All right. But the thing is, is that you got mad and hit an old man because he didn't take your, your, your whiskey. I stopped buying it. I loved it for a while, and I was like, nah, I'm off of it. He punched this dude. Screw that. And then... Won't beat Johnny Walker. No, he won't. Never, never. (laughs) Then he, he, you know, the things that he said about Khabib, which I had to grow up and realize, despite what I thought about other people and, you know, things of that nature, I had to get away from that and realize, like, what he's doing is absolutely wrong and how he's acting. I used to like Conor. But now he's like at the bottom of my list, really, to be honest with you. And the dude, it's clear, it's clear now. If he can't knock anybody out, then he's not going to win his fight. So, GSP, bro. Yeah. GSP. They need to bring GSP back. You know what I would like to see is a GSP and a Khabib, actually. 
That would that would be a good one, but yeah. Uh, I think TSP would just have to go ahead and retire on that one. <laughs> <laughs> that, that man got too much use in. in, in hey, you know, as JT called him, the, the the crazy Russian. Yeah, yeah, the crazy Russian dude. Dude, I I haven't seen this video. I gotta find it. If anybody's listening and knows where I could get this video, apparently Khabib's dad made him wrestle a bear at some point in time. Yeah, when he was younger, he grew up wrestling his pet bear. Wait, was it a cub though, or was this like a? Yeah, the cub grew up with him. Like, oh, okay. yeah. so, and he was I, wrestling this bear. Wrestling the bear, bro, oh, in the backyard. <laughs> I, I've seen it. I've seen it. If you didn't hear, Conor McGregor announced his retirement again from UFC. Uh, what else do we got in sports? Uh, Broncos, the Denver Broncos, and their you know front office, John Elway leading protests down in uh, Denver, you know, helping, helping support the cause. Is it support or is it publicity? Which one are we hitting? That's the Which thing. one are we that, hitting? That was what I was going to ask. How many of these companies are, are doing it because they don't want to get canceled? Well, we, uh, just the other night, JT and I jumped on a little PS4 from some Call of Duty. And the first thing that pops up is Black Lives Matter and a whole paragraph on how uh, Infinity War supports the the movement and the cause and we're with America and this and that. Don't politicize my Call of Duty. That's my get <laughs> But I mean, uh, yeah, like who, I mean, JT even joked about this and I was going to bring it up later, but I'll bring it up now. It's, are, are we still marching for the cause or are we just get going out there getting our steps in now? What are we doing? You know? The game, the, the, game, the game itself is built on violence. First of all, <laughs> all I'm trying to do is, is splat caps and take over <laughs> the combination. I don't have time for this. Exactly. If I need a momentum boost or something in the day, I can just jump on. I'll go, you know, go on a 40, 40 kill streak right there, you know? You got white operators. Exactly. You got white operators. And everybody catching rounds equally because it's equal hatred. <laughs> Except for if you're on PlayStation, you're playing against Xbox or, you know, the computer. That Those guys are cheating over there. I don't know. If you were, camp, yeah. if you were camping, I have hate fire. For you. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a sniper shotgun, I hate you. I hate you. The sniper shotgun. What in the fuck, really? <laughs> the thing is, bro. Is that, do you know how many people get shot? You got black operators, you got white operators, man. I'm not even looking at you and the white operator smoking me in the back. What are you talking about? So, I mean, it's absolutely hilarious that I feel like a lot of people, especially with Amazon and Amazon's doing the whole black history, black lives matter. What bothers me as a black man who has my family, meaning my father, made history in our hometown. You can't wait until a black man is killed, black man, black woman, Brianna Taylor, is killed to sit here and start talking about my black history. My black history is American history. People didn't even know what Marcus Garvey did with Henry Ford and how much he contributed to the whole Ford family and the Ford chain of creating the things that Henry Ford uses that we use to this day to make this whole country run. Right. People people hit most importantly more than anything in the 20 what freaking 18 2019 2020 world start hip hop the whole twerk movement all of that stuff people still hit that. You know what I mean? Half of that stuff comes from not half, I don't even want to say half. I would go more with 90% of that stuff comes from black culture people listen to Tupac. Back when I was home, the craziest thing is, I don't care if people back home listen to me and they got something to say. Craziest thing, I'm gonna hit you on it right now. Not trying to be racist whatsoever, I'm just identifying a certain situation. White people who ride around with big trucks with big lifts, back in Georgia with the Confederate flag waving, but listening to Tupac. All day. All day. Like, that that is... Know every word. Know every word. Every word. They don't listen to new school rap. That old school rap? Oh, no. They're going to play that. But only wait. Hey, hey, hey. They, they, the, the, the part that kills me is that when you when you with them, 
they'll skip the word the n-word <laughs> but it makes you wonder if they saying the n-word when you ain't with them nah say it with me say it while i'm sitting right here don't hide it say it right here in front of me let me know how you really think you know what i mean don't be afraid then i have friends that i i know i will not say uh <laughs> names but when you are with me and it is the music it's not your words if you're if you are reciting what the artist says isn't that part of music singing all the lyrics exactly word for word because that's how you dive into the lyrics but if you're not doing the negative side of that which would be a being racist you're you're singing a song with me i see no problem but that's just me uh right because i know that individual wholeheartedly they're a white you know they're not like that there are white people in the hood that get accepted and they get their pass so why not my friends? So, I'm why, just, why not your friends? Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. I'm, Trust just, me. I'm just glad JT ain't saying no names either. You know, my boy over there. <laughs> but we're talking, you know, and this is going to also transition into our entertainment topic, but the Drew Brees and these celebrities that are coming out now and saying the right thing or the wrong thing. And it seems like they're trying to say the right thing, but it's being misconstrued. It's being thrown around. It's being twisted, whatever it may be. Um, in word and you have celebrities going after celebrities or you have celebrities uh and i was talking to jt and i I totally forgot i spaced on it my bad but there's a supermodel uh african-american supermodel who's out there posting pictures of her on her vacation and on her instagram she's getting messages like why are you doing that aren't you like do not care what's going on in this world she's like i do care but i'm on vacation like I'm, I'm out doing this and they're criticizing her and ridiculing her for not standing up for what's going on or not using her social media platform to talk about this movement when she's like, hey, I'm a normal human being. I'm going to show what I'm having for dinner. I'm going to show that I'm on vacation, you know, and now you have Ellen DeGeneres saying, I'm sorry for what I've said. I should just listen more, you know, and the white folk saying that, that I need to listen more, which yes. Don't get me wrong. There's times where I think all Americans, all people just need to shut up and listen more to each other. Uh, I really, I really get upset with the fact that people go for, for people who are white. If you are silent, it is violence, first of all. But then when it comes to the controversial matters, you tell them that they shouldn't talk because they don't know what it's like to be black. Yes. So what do you want? What do you actually want? Because if this person who has this privilege that you claim um, has never seen adversity that you have seen, has it's always been comfortable life for them. How do you expect them to speak up for you when they don't understand what is actually happening? And, and that's why, yeah, you and can't I, force they, somebody. What if it's uncomfortable for them to actually address it because they really just don't know what to say? Yeah. And I talked with so, I talked with Jimmy the other day on this on the phone when we were talking about the podcast coming up, and it was that exact fact: is what do you want us to say? And if we do say it, you 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 just took the words right out of my mouth. Was well, you don't know what it's like. You're just saying it to say it now, and it's like so. Okay, so we do say something, we say the wrong thing, but if we don't say something, and I'm you know like again, I'm I'm just saying the we as in the white people. Um, if we don't say something, then we get ridiculed for the, you know, like you just said, the uh, silence is violence. Um, silence isn't violence, bro. For me personally, if I if I know how if I know where your heart is, and you don't treat me any different than the person that's standing right next to me, whether they white, black, brown, yellow, whatever, green, blue, then I, I understand that maybe your silence is just because you don't know how to approach it. But your actions towards me explain more than you going out there grabbing a a a sign and you know saying whatever the case may be and maybe for some you just treat me different because you know who i am but you might treat the next black person totally different you know that's i understand that that is a thing but i know that go ahead I was going to say, I've had white friends ask me for pictures that we took together while we were younger, growing up till now, so that they can prove to other black people that they're not racist. Like, but don't do that for the cloud. No, don't I'm do not, that. I'm, I'm not saying that. It's just they actually have to now search for 
validation to show that they're not what people believe that they are. And I'm like, bro, if we're friends and you're talking to me right now, don't worry about it. Because that person will never accept anything you put in front of them. But that's one thing that I'm starting to see more people do. A lot of people that I grew up with back home, they having to take pictures of their kids playing with black kids. And I'm just like, don't, don't, there's, there's really no need for that. Cause now I feel like you just trying to make sure you have like in the Passover where they had to put the blood over it. So God knows not to take their firstborn or whatever. Cause now I feel like you just trying to make sure you get your pass. So you don't have your problem. The biggest thing is, is that a lot of people, a lot of people who used to sit back and be like, Oh, I'm not racist. I got six black friends. Like, shut, shut up. Like, I don't want to hear that. I got a black president. I, I mean, that works too, but you, that just made you sound real racist. Just say yes. I'm joking, everybody. I got JT too. I got JT and I got my, my new friend, Nate. Okay. I'm, I'm multicultural. But my thing is, bro, is that there, there is most definitely, as we get closer to the end, and there is most definitely no reason for any of that. If you don't have that hate in your heart, what I want is for people to just treat me just like I'm a regular person. Don't pay attention to my tattoos. Don't pay attention to my hair. And don't do any of that. Treat me as if I'm a regular person because, I mean, granted, I have personal things that are going on, things that I've experienced. But overall, I'm a regular human being. Fuck my skin. God made me this way. God made me this way. So who are y'all to tell me different? I've been in many racial uh, racial field incidences in my life. Some which some which were police officers, but I'm a cop now. That it did not keep me from pursuing my dream, and I think that's another thing where people feel that you can't let somebody's mindset control your mindset because once you do that, then you've lost yourself. So, I mean, I've had. I've been treated bad by black people. I've been treated bad by white people. I've been treated bad by a lot of races, man. But at the end of the day, it's the person's actions. I give everyone the benefit of the doubt until they open their mouth. And once I find out you're stupid, because that's what I'm going to call it, you're stupid, hey, we just walk away from me. I'm going to walk away from you. I ain't got nothing to say to you, man. Let's just, uh, I'm going to go over here to people that are like-minded. We're going to be this melting pot of individuals with all these cultural diversities. And we're going to come together and make our life rich because that's what that is. We bring everything from every corner of the world and uh, we got we to gotta have a come up. Yeah, no, I feel you on that. And then, you know, we're, again, we're talking about these riots and these, you know, the what side to be on, if there is even a side to be on anymore, you know, and it's just one of those things where... Uh, it's 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 gonna be touchy subject it's gonna be the forefront of everything i think for the next couple weeks and you know uh, everyone keeps asking you know myself and i'm sure you're getting this too nate is you know how long are these protests gonna last how long is this gonna last and you know what right now i, I don't know i know it's dying down but come verdict time when they go to trial and whatever that verdict is read it's I, I I foresee, this is just me speaking, I foresee it not being good enough and people wanting more and another uproar happening, unfortunately. I wish kind of that we were like the Israelis in this sense of nature that everyone would have mandatory service right out of high school because of the fact that all militaries are diverse. Mm-hmm. Especially our militaries are diverse. Very. Everyone gets treated worthless in the beginning uh, because once you're done graduating, you have a sense of pride that you made it through such a grueling uh, experience. Yeah. Um, I'm going to count out the Coast Guard, Air Force, and Navy on that. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'm just saying everyone gets treated worthless in the military in the beginning. You got to earn you get- you got to earn your respect you got to earn your rank and when you do you move on tell that to all the 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 african americans that served in in the military when it was the worst time people should watch the movie glory it's one of my favorite military movies of all time yeah um so when they're desecrating these memorials that uh, of the the african americans is it really matter at that point anymore the, the message because they fought for the equality as well but now you're just desecrating their, their, their memory and it, it sucks but 
I think the military service should have been a, a mandatory to earn your citizenship, like Starship Troopers, you know? <laughs> um, but cause, because then you see, man, you can see where everybody comes from. And it's not a perfect, it's nothing is ever going to be perfect. No mold is ever going to be perfect. You're still going to have people who don't like blacks, Asians, Indians, anything. They're always going to be out there and vice versa. We just have to, once again, uh, the saying is birds of a feather fly together. And once you find that, and once you find that in this world, you just got to keep trucking. You cannot eradicate racism. You cannot eradicate bigotry. You cannot er eradicate fascism. You can't eradicate these things because there are sales of it. Okay. So you just got to, you got to find your group and fly with them. Yeah. And then uh, kind of closing out, Nate, we like to always close out with a nice little uh, feel-good story. Do you got any feel-good stories back home or anything like that? Anything you've been seeing over there in uh, the great state of Texas or anything? Um, I mean, every day is a feel-good for me, man, because I know I get out and do my job. Like I said, I, I, I patrol my area. Little kids still come up to me. They ask me how I'm doing. I let them get in the patrol car. I hand them stickers. Uh, parents do not necessarily want their children to be afraid of the police officers here in Houston. Um, there's a lot of articles from the riots downtown with black officers speaking with young black kids, uh, showing them that, you know, we're not here to take your life. We're not here to hurt you. We're here to help. We're here to make sure you are safe. And I will do that every day. I will do that every day until I pass from this earth because it's about giving back. So, I mean, every day, every day is a good day for me as long as I can provide a service to the people. Damn, that, that's deep right there. That's 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 that was very, that was very deep. Right another there. one right there on that one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I feel the same way, Nate. You know, just getting out there in your community, getting out there to the local, you know, Seven Eleven guy or the local liquor market guy or just the the UPS guy or the postal guy, just saying hi getting out in the neighborhoods, driving the neighborhoods and pulling over and shooting some hoops with some kids, you know, it may be, you know, we got some areas here in orange that, you know, not really the greatest, but you know, you pull up and Hey, you know, I'm done with this call. Hey, throw me the ball real fast. Let me show you how, what it's like, you know, but uh, I, I think one of the couple of feel good stories that I kind of saw, you know, around the world, around the U S right now is that uh, it was in, I think it was New York. There was an officer standing alone, guarding a uh, retail store and, rioters or protesters or whatever we're going to call them right now the uh i'm sorry not protesters the rioters or uh people who want to take advantage came up to him and started getting in his face and the protesters stepped in front of the officer in between them and the the rioters and told them get back and this was a a big buff i don't know if he was white or latino oh, oh no, no no i know what you're talking about he was in front of the uh italian food store is what it was and a group of protesters, these are actually peaceful, I'm, I'm just gonna say it, they're peaceful black men that actually came over there and protected this man who was by himself away from the rest of his unit. That's a feel good story and a half. If that doesn't show the rest of the world or the rest of this country, then I don't know what will. I'll give you a, another one. The, 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 the police officer who walked up to this, this black woman and gave her a hug, she was in the middle of crying and was just told her, she said, everything's gonna be all right. He kept saying it. I posted on my Instagram page. He kept saying, everything's going to be all right. I'm here with you. I felt straight goosebumps from that, bro. And, it, and it's one of those things when we're out there in the protest and there's some people yelling at us, well, march with us, march with us. Don't get me wrong. We would love to march with you. We would love to, to bring us all together. But understand that there's sometimes we just can't leave our post, right? I'll kneel with you. I'll do whatever I can to show unity with you because I'm all for one bad apple doesn't make the whole fruit bad and right, right, right. you know and I, i'm sure nate you're on that as well you know and as you're preaching over there in houston you know it's it's what's inside it doesn't matter the color doesn't matter the race it doesn't matter the gender it's what's inside as you can stand next to each person you know and be who you are around everybody the same you know it's just it's one of those things and you know right now we need uh to come together uh, as a country as as one you know um almost like uh, after 9 11 when we all came together as one united having picnics fuck this covid sorry mom if you're listening to and <laughs> back home. all right man we need to get back to having picnics and barbecues and uh, street parties and concerts and stuff that brings people together 
for the good. Exactly. I just feel like we just need to go ahead and end, end, end all the, the separation right now because if we continue with the separation, we're just going to go down the hole. I'm sick and tired of going down the hole. My whole adult life, that's all I've seen. That's all I dealt with is the negativity. I refuse to continue to deal with this. We got to get past it. It is very true because it's generationally taught, bro. So right now is the time for us uh, in our, our young you know, 30s and 20s. I have a child who... <clears throat> place with you know white kids asian kids you know they hug each other before they leave school the parents don't force them to hug each other the kids actually hug each other on their own so as long as we can continue to instill the non uh you know the racial divide in the children that are coming up the world will get better the world will it get will better amen but we have to be the example right now you know if you see somebody being one way call them on their bullshit Hey man, that's fucked up. I'm sorry to y'all mamas, but yeah, that's that's messed up, bro. And don't change, don't change who you are as that individual. But we gotta call people out and see, you know, call it what it is, and then continue to teach the children underneath us. You know, that's not the way life should be. That's right. All right. That's what it is. Shoot, this is, this is amazing right here. I'm, I'm not even gonna lie. This is pretty amazing, man. We brought we brought my boy in all the way from Houston. I got my boy right here all the way from the OC, and I'm right here in the OC as well. But it was absolutely amazing, Nate, brother. I appreciate you coming on and just and just sharing everything that you shared. We got to do this again. Thank you. I'm definitely honored. I'm definitely willing to hit any topic that you want to do. Most definitely, bro. We got to make this happen one more time. I will say, you know, God bless you, bro. All the way from the time that we first hang out to right, hung out to right now. I wish you nothing but the best. Continue to please be safe out there. Continue to please contribute nothing but straight positivity and good vibe to your community. And I look forward to having this happen one more time. Yeah, definitely. I, I you know, you know, D-Rus, stay safe, brother, out there as well. And, you know, AJT, if you get to go protest, you know, do it for me as well. I mean, because I'm in uniform. I still stand with the movement. I still stand for what it is. But like D-Rus said, when I'm in uniform, I have to protect everybody. I can't just go off right. on my own and do my own thing. Um, you know, and I, I once again, thank you for the opportunity to say my part. And uh, y'all be safe. Will do, brother. Take care. Same to you, Nate. Take care. Be safe out there, man. And uh, just keep doing what you've been doing because it sounds amazing. Almost makes me want to go to Houston and uh, be a cop out there with you. Hey, come on out. I got I got, I got, got space at the house. We can go catch some drinks. Hey, I, I heard you got a ranch or something, man. No, no, I don't got a ranch, but I got space. <laughs> All right, my boy. Well, be safe. And everyone out there, be safe as well. Stay safe. And let's all have one common goal. Let's all love each other. I'm out. Peace, y'all. Peace, y'all.